people get a little behind the scenes talk, you know, <laughs> let's give them a chance to log on. Yeah, give them a chance to log on. We're live now, seven seconds in. So, so far nobody's joined us, but you know, eight o'clock, I'll start to spiel. <laughs> the opening spiel, 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 spiel. But so yeah. All right. Oh, and I was lucky. I remember to bring my hat. I almost, nice. I almost walked out the door this morning without my hat. Yeah, I don't have anything. There we go. Okay. You got that wonderful shirt. <laughs> this does not uh, does not count. It does too count. I love it. I would wear that shirt, especially with this hat. I, there was I forgot where it was, but there was a I saw. Yeah, I saw a Hawaiian shirt that had like an octopus on it. I figured that could be like Hawaiian steampunk. <laughs> but I didn't get it. But, oh, I, think um, you, I think you posted that shirt online. Yeah, I had a question mark. Yeah. Hawaiian steampunk? Yeah. <laughs> it's a long time ago, though. So one but, thing I'll have to mention here is that we hello, tend Kristen. to have, with four people, sometimes, um, especially with laptops, the microphone doesn't like disconnect. So if one of us starts talking, it, it doesn't register that we're talking yet. So we just all have to kind of deal with it a little bit. Don't yeah. we'll walk over each other. Yeah, I don't I don't have my plug-in microphone. I'm on the microphone on my computer right now. So hopefully I sound okay. You sound great. Yeah, right. definitely. Yeah. And it's an old beat up computer too. I'm surprised it's still working. <laughs> I've had this thing forever. Stop beating on it. It doesn't <laughs> help it any. Right. Oh, look, it's 8 o'clock. I'm going to go ahead and start the opening spiel. <clears throat> Hello! Once again, you found a Texas Steampunk Connection. We are coming to you live and direct from our various steampunk airships and bunkers throughout the Texas area and maybe uh, maybe beyond. <laughs> Depending. Uh, so thank beyond. you. All sorts of beyond. All sorts of beyond. Thank you very much for tuning in. We are here we, with, I, of course, am Flavio, a.k.a. Dammit Flavio. Every once in a while, Major Dammit Flavio. With me as always, Max, the gentleman adventurer, and Jack from Steam Chest, and we have a guest. Jack, introduce our our guest. So everybody, this is my friend Omar, aka the Movie Ninja. Go check out his YouTube. We'll throw a link down here at the end of the thing, so you can check it out. And so, little, just a little bit on him. Back in college, we uh, had many a conversation, probably hours, if not days, worth of conversations about books, music, and movies. And I'm very happy and excited to have him on our little podcast here and uh, to just kind of allow him to illuminate us a little bit in a world that we are not exactly as privy to as a lot of other people. So, and bring his unique uh, unique perspective in on the, the group here. Thank you. Thank you very much. Welcome. So, yeah. Well, hello, Kristen. Hello, Rita. Hello, Mick. Hello, Clarence. Clarence Boothill. Are you new? I don't remember seeing your name before. Thank you for joining us. Uh, he has... Uh, sent messages and, and comments to our Facebook group. Oh, okay. Recently. Active. It looks and like you I finally made it to, us, to a live show. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Uh, before we get the ball rolling, we're going to do what we always do. We're going to play the little uh, this podcast within the podcast saying, uh, what the hell are you drinking now? <laughs> um, um, unfortunately, I'm out in the middle of West Texas again in a secret bunker. Uh, I, have, I did not have time in which to go looking for a adult beverage so i am only drinking a diet dr pepper but i am drinking something at least it doesn't you know? have to be adult it can be tea apparently it's that's true soda there's a lot of there's a lot of tea drinkers and water drinkers here <laughs> but that's all i'm doing nothing important i really like doc i used to love regular doc regular dr pepper 
but it almost pushed me over into the diabetic zone, and I stopped it. <laughs> Once I stopped, everything went back to normal, and I'm just doing the diet stuff, no sugar. Good I think tea is an adult beverage. I don't. Is. I don't think of a lot of ten-year-olds going, "Give me a cup of tea, damn it." <laughs> Maybe in England, you don't know. <laughs> well, there's that, but I mean, there's that whole like water is the like the, the ultimate adult beverage. But tea is like flavored without the sugar. The moment you start like traveling backwards and adding other things to it, it starts becoming more and more a child's drink. I think. I, I always have tea straight. I never really have it like. I will occasionally have it with honey. But not really too much like like sugar or other things. But I, I hear you. Yeah. Like if it's dark, I want to put like a tad bit of cream in it, just just to give it that like silky consistency, I guess. But I still like the strong. <laughs> yeah, that milky yeah. texture. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine that kind of cuts the uh, tannic uh, harshness of the tea. If it's a strong one, like uh, like an Earl Grey or something for sure, mm -hmm. or a Lady Grey. For that, I actually recommend what I'm drinking right now, which is white tea. What is it? It's it's white tea. I don't know what that is. Oh, you you are unaware of this. Okay, so white tea is simply it's tea that's harvested in the early spring, so it's a little bit younger, and it's actually from the buds, so it's a lot less bitter. It kind of tastes a little bit normal when you first start drinking it, but then right as I guess the you know, the water reaches that part of your palate that registers bitterness. It it feels like it retreats. Like it, you never have that bleh, like 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 oh, it's too bitter, uh, sort of like like taste. So, if you're not really too much into tea, but you like it for its antioxidant qualities, I would say white tea, definitely. No, Rita, Rita and Christine seem to like it. <laughs> Rita loves white tea, and Kristen says white tea is excellent. So, you're good. a basic Chinese tea, like a green tea, or or. A Black tea. Black tea is very good. But it, it's a Chinese tea rather than mm, yeah. a tea with a funny name. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, well, we know what Omar's drinking. He's drinking white tea. White How tea? about you, Jack? What are you drinking? I went by the store today and uh, was, was hoping I could find something. I did. I actually uh, I've been eyeing this one for a while. And I just like kept looking at it going, next time. Uh, and instead of pulling up and just having my, my lime, my, my Bud Light with lime that everyone tells yeah. give me like this weird reaction when I tell them I love that stuff. Um, <laughs> I got me one of these Austin Ambers. So Austin okay. Amber Brewing Company. So I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it local today. And uh, now you can hunt me down because everybody knows where I'm at. <laughs> somewhere. Somewhere. Challenge. And... Uh, it's it's really good. I had a sip just a moment ago, and it reminds me of like one of my more favorite beers I had when I was in Alaska for a very brief period. Um, they they had a um, Alaskan ale, which wasn't something that was oh. national when it first came out. Or it was only local. But then I saw it like three years later. And I'm like, oh my god, I can now get it! And of course, you can't get summer ale hardly ever because it's one of the most popular flavors. But uh, okay. I, I approve of this one. Y'all have it around. Apparently, Alaskan ambers, uh, Alaskan white amber, and there was a third one when I was traveling in Alaska, and they were all excellent. Mm -hmm. They really were. Yeah. Then on my way home, we went through Canada at, at the airport, and they had hey. a Canadian beer, like that was called 
the brand was called Canadian Beer or okay. Canadian Amber or whatever it was. I was like, oh, I'll try one of those. It was dead awful. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. that was in Canadians. <laughs> Mostly maple syrup. Is that what set it off? <laughs> it was just skunky beer. I don't know. Okay. Um, but on the topic of lousy beers, I am not at home tonight, as you can see. I'm not in my proper steampunk attire. I apologize. And that, I'm in that shirt's close enough. Weird, dull <laughs> room. Because I find myself. He's out, gentlemen, adventuring. Salt Lake City, Utah, on on business, and uh, so uh, I'm I'm learning all about Utah, and all the things that I expected were were incorrect. Uh, I expected this to be like a state full of the crackerist white people, but it's very diverse. Salt Lake City has lots of uh, uh, Mexican groceries and little taco huts and all kinds of good things, just like at home. Um, you can buy beer at the grocery store as long as it's 5% alcohol or under. Uh, all the liquor stores are run by the state, which is weird. So even though I had the choices of all the normal beers, it, I saw this one that I thought the, the can was so amusing I had to try it. See this? Pub beer. 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 <laughs> by Ten Barrel Brewing Company. It's a lager. Um, this is a, a 16 ounce and a six pack of 16 ounce beers was six bucks. Wow. <laughs> um, a dollar beer. beer. Okay. <laughs> uh, Value. It is, it is the it is the kind of beer that makes people hate beer. <laughs> friends who say, "Oh no, I tried beer once and I I definitely don't like it." It's this beer. That's the beer. It is terrible. I am not drinking it tonight. <laughs> Blame the pub. They haven't cleaned their taps, clearly. Obviously. Oh, Obviously down at the bottom. I love this. It's a cheap fun is right there. Cheap, cheap fun? fun? Huh, okay. I can't read it, but. It was cheap. It's not for <laughs> Oh, cheap fun. Okay, fun. cheap fun. Okay. Oh. Maybe it's a weird state-sponsored roundabout way of getting people to not drink beer. Like, <laughs> we'll just make it taste like this. Then people <laughs> right. drink. Or it's one of those where you have to chug a couple of them and then you don't care anymore. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> shotgun, shotgun it, shotgun it. <laughs> yeah. But you don't yeah. do those clubs. That's at parties. <laughs> I usually get offended when I see people like on TV. You know, a, a movie or something, and they're shotgunning a beer. It's an offense to the beer. Not in this case. No, this is. Like I said, that's the beer that you do that with. Not worth it. <laughs> not worth it. <laughs> not, nothing to savor. So I am drinking my raspberry lemonade. Hey, all right. That works. I love fusion lemonades. Those are awesome. Like strawberry, watermelon. That stuff's great. Last week, I, I made a, uh, what was it called? A. Uh, Radler, made with Radler. Uh, oh yeah, a, a lager beer that wasn't Ooh. as bad as this one, and and raspberry lemonade. That's right, mm. and it was really nice. I, I liked it a lot. There you go. I tried that with this too. It still wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the only thing closest to me is the local um like 
stop and go or shop or whatever the gas station nearby and they have a they have a big cooler of beer but it's all coors light bud light you know <laughs> you know nothing nothing else of you never interest. know when you're gonna find a a, a a treasure that nobody's told you about i looked i didn't see well, anything <laughs> that's the problem with midland unless you go to an actual like liquor store in all of the major uh, gas stations there's going to be like three cabinets like three like refrigerator cabinets of just sodas and there'll be eight and it's nothing but Coors Light and Bud Light. Yep. Yep. And it's, it's like three different types of beer, but it takes up a third of the store. And they had a walk-in freezer area too, with you know, full of the same. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's just, they they sell quantity over quality. Yeah. And they sell a lot of it. At one point uh locally at, at home in Texas, uh among the among the uh, American loggers, you know, your, your, your buds and your Nickelobes. There was one called Red Dog. Oh, yeah. The bulldog on the front. And it's a cheap, it's got a cheap beer, but it, it's actually pretty good. For a second, I thought you said Red Dawn. Like, <laughs> the 80s. Like, I was like, that's, that's a, a beer. beer. Wolverines. Okay. Very strong beer. Very uh, Bolshevik beer. <laughs> no, Red Dog. Um, I, I recommend it. Uh, if you come beer. across it, you know, buy one and try it. But stay, <laughs> I, away I don't, stay away from pub beer. Yeah. <laughs> Canadian pub beer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think that should end our What Are You Drinking Today podcast within a podcast. Let's move on. So, so Jack, let, let, uh, tell us uh, what... Let's talk to our guest here. What are we, what are we doing here? Uh, so if you would like to explain your uh, your YouTube channel a little bit, uh, this would be the time to kind of go into what you like to do. What is so your What hobby? I like to do is just what I've been doing since I was old enough to talk and just had enough people's attention, which is just never stop talking about movies. Um, so like... What it is essentially is just a channel where I talk about movies and TV shows, mostly within the realms of what I typically enjoy watching, which is martial arts action, sci-fi, fantasy, th those specific genres. So, yeah, and you had uh, asked if there was like a contribution for later on in the segment. Uh, I believe you call it like homework, which I'll, yeah. I'll bring that up at, at a later time. I don't want to step on anyone. I'm... I'm the new guy. I'm not going to step on anyone's toes. <laughs> I don't know if you guys do this like clockwise or counterclockwise. No, I, I just pick randomly. But yeah, <laughs> so, but yeah my, my specialty as it, I call it a specialty, um, but it's just like being obsessed with visual media and then just talking about, uh, just talking about movies and TV shows that I enjoy. So there you go. So are there any, um, I'll just try to stay on the on the on the podcast topic. Are there are any steampunk movies you've seen or shows that you've seen that you remember, that good you or bad, good. <laughs> oh, or terrible. Oh, yeah. Like, and that, and that is the that is the real tragic thing. I think Hollywood hasn't really tapped into the potential of like Jules Verne esque steampunk. Like there mm -hmm. have been a few films that have come out <sighs> that are not particularly very good. Wild right. Wild West, which decided to use very interesting, which, by the way, if you've seen the TV show, because I sought out the TV show after watching the, the horrible Will Smith, Kevin Klein debacle, um, <laughs> it is so much better 
the action is so much better the gadgets it is james bond in the west and it's really it's a really well written show really tight action sequences and set pieces very good camaraderie between the two main characters uh and and just i would wholeheartedly recommend wild wild west the original ser series uh, yeah, I've, I've seen I've seen some of the first season of that, but then it, it's gotten really hard to find streaming anywhere. Oh yeah, no, definitely you <laughs> so have to get it. It's really hard to find. It's it's an all or nothing thing, unfortunately. I got my collection at Best Buy three years ago, and it was for twenty bucks. The whole the whole show. Good deal. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, but yeah, like there was also, and I believe you guys talked about it in an episode uh, episode or two ago. Where it was the Three Musketeers, but it was like steampunk esque. Yeah. Oh, that was a while ago. But yeah, we did talk yeah. about. Yeah, the, we did talk about that one. It was a yeah. They had the flying the flying hairs the flying suns the flying ships, and yeah. the clockwork yeah. locks and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. did talk about that one. There <laughs> is there is one that I want to specifically bring up because it's close to my heart. It's nostalgic, and I think it actually runs in very well to a lot of like if you're an anime fan or you are trying to get into anime and that is it's a series it's an anime series based off of sir arthur conan doyle's sherlock holmes but oh. it was churned into a sort of anthro fantasy series called sherlock hound wow okay it's a bit <laughs> it's a bit obscure because it's almost as old as i am so what it is is that you had uh two like you had three japanese writer directors working with uh an italian production company and what it is is that they would just adapt they i believe they adapted three stories the case of the blue carbuncle speckled band and the disappearance of the uh, uh of the golden freight car and then they just decided, you know what? Let's just do our own thing. Uh, <laughs> oh, by the way, everyone's a dog. Yes. There we go. Anthra, and this is this is way this is way way back in the day, um, and this is where uh, this one guy. I don't know. You guys might have heard of him. I, I don't know. He, he's a little obscure. Hayao Miyazaki yeah. got his yes. start as a writer director for I, Sherlock Holmes. I Googled it and saw a few pictures on it. This looks really familiar. Ah, Miyazaki! <laughs> there you go. Yeah, this is one of his first projects, Sherlock Hound. Um, and it definitely has a showcase of his love of aviation. And the reason oh. why it fits well into the realm of steampunk is because, mainly because of the show's antagonist, Professor Moriarty. Professor Moriarty in this iteration, in this specific framing casing of the character he's a goober um he is not a machiavellian <laughs> criminal mastermind he's a caper villain episode oh, by episode be still yep. my heart yep yeah <laughs> episode by episode he comes up with schemes to just steal money that just like I have no idea. I imagine that he, in this universe, in the dog alternate universe, he has, he's part of a family of rich industrialists that don't care what he does, just as long as he does it away from the estate and doesn't embarrass people. 
because he, every single episode he makes a sea monster vehicle, a dragon airship, a pterodactyl airship, nice. a steam crank <laughs> shovel digging machine. And this is all just like steel, just like a hundred pounds worth of like gold. Uh, P-O-U-N-D-S, not sterling. Um, <laughs> just for like cash. And the only ones that will help him are essentially they're uh, two sidekicks called Smiley and Todd. They might as well be Harry and Marv from Home Alone. Uh, it sounds like, it, you know, as you watch Miyazaki, these are their his cutout characters, right? Yeah, yeah. This is like That's there's a lot of safety. And they're two and his two um goofy sidekicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently it it's available. You can see it, you, they have them on YouTube. Um, yes, or, no, or you have to or if you want to watch them on Prime, you have to pay for them or buy them on Prime, but they're free on YouTube, looks like. Yes, on the, the YouTube TMS channel, what's free, and I know that some anime folks are gonna like, oh no, that's not me. The TMS, what's for free is the English dub, which the English dub is a 1980s English dub, a bunch of fake British accents. They're trying, though. You can tell they're trying. Um, every now and then, especially like if you're familiar with like BBC programming or just like British jargon, there's a lot of Americanisms that are slipped in there. Like they call... It should be biscuits, but they call them cookies. Because we don't right. them. So I mean, like, you know, it's just like little things here and there that are just like, oh, okay. Us, like people that are a little bit more aware of these things, like now, they might stand out, but it's not, it's not enough to ruin the show. The show is just good fun. And it's a really, especially being a Miyazaki production, it is something that really can be enjoyed by the whole family. I can't, I've seen the series several times. And I would let my three-year-old niece watch any of them because they're just they're just fun. So, Aww. so Love they, that. yeah, you know, that's pretty cool. Sherlock Hound, yeah, it's here on here on YouTube. Well, I'm gonna watch them on YouTube. Come on. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Sherlock Hound. I have to like make if you have it pulled up, just throw them a link in the link in the thing, or I'll get it. Yeah, like, that was the first anime I ever remember watching. By the way, oh nice. wow. Yeah, yeah. So we were really do a feeling for the for the bad dub then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, whatever. They were trying. They were trying their best. <laughs> right. I'm on, I'm kind of embarrassed about my first anime. <laughs> oh, what? Hey, sure. It was Project Aiko. Okay. And that was one of my first too. So I mean, it's like I, I feel now. I feel like you know, watching it again and like. This was supposed to be porn, wasn't it? <laughs> and well, back in the day, that like that was like one of the only things that was available to find, you know, here anime-wise. You know, that was that's what worked its way over here. Whatever showed up is what you get. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and a lot of it was specifically with Project Echo. They were going for a parody of Fist of the North Star and a number uh, the Sailor cartoons and a number of different like. Western superheroes. So the reason why you would see, like, she runs to the school and she's never on time. Wouldn't you know it? She's one of those ditzy teenagers that never <laughs> gets to school on time. And there's a giant mecha waiting for her. And they're like, oh, okay. Now I have to deal with this. 
they're poke. They're, it's very self-aware. They're poking fun. I know what you're talking about. There's. It's probably there's because I did not there. have the references to understand this was a parody of. Mm. Oh my god, I've seen this. Uh oh, <laughs> Jack, are you okay? Ah! Oh no! <laughs> no, I just had like my brain synapses fire so off, and, like a whole bunch the scanners of, moment. The whole bunch of just like feelings and images of like watching TV at like a very young age. Watching this show has just flooded yeah, Saturday anime. Yeah, yeah, I, on there I, a lot. Apparently, it was my first anime. I didn't even know it. Outside, of, like didn't Ducktales, but you know. Are you talking about Sherlock Hound again? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh, good. I just I just sent a link here, so I'm, I apologize for busting in on you know, <laughs> late on the conversation. I'm sorry. I'm looking Continue, forward to this. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get into anime until much much later, and you know, it's like I don't I don't remember much of it. Like something about Fushigi Yugi or something like that. I don't remember. But that wasn't because I was into it. It's my the girlfriend I was with at the time was into it. The adaptation of the Twelve Kingdoms romance, yes. For yeah, and, and, and she would get these like VHS tapes in the mail from somebody, some 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 from hookup she had somewhere out, out of, you know, somewhere else, you know. Mm. <laughs> you know? I, I literally come, I come from literally. Well, Flavio, you're like sitting in it right now, and Omar is like fifty miles <laughs> east mm. of where south of where I used to live in the middle of you know. A town of a thousand people getting any type of culture was rough because you had just mm -hmm. the supermarket with the 80 movies that everyone rents every day and <laughs> it was lucky if you could get anything new at all and, i want to uh, give a I, I apologize i want to give a pov to to all like anybody who's like younger than myself and complains about their amazon package coming in like two days instead of like three days instead of two days back in our day Back in my time, you had to get a specialty magazine. And there were these little codes on the very back last page that mm -hmm. you would have to call a, a number on and then place your order with someone. And then maybe in a month, you would see your order. If you're lucky. Yeah, if you're lucky. If lucky, yes. I'm still waiting for my, my, my brass-casted cannon to come in from, you know, popular mechanics. <laughs> Omar, those were bootlegs at that point, weren't they? Some were because they weren't some legal distributors. <laughs> some of them were because they weren't legal distributors, but there were some like Manga was also uh, a distributor back then, a ADV and ADA, uh, and they would also do like for An America. I believe it's Otaku now. I haven't read that magazine in years, but uh, like for the Sci-Fi Channel, for An America. You would have to order it off the back of the the very last page of the magazine. So yeah, <laughs> and some of them were bootlegs. Mm. Yeah, I back when there was also, or back when, well, a little bit later there was like when they had the smaller comic cons, where comic cons were getting so freaking huge, and they actually just had comics and toys yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. There was that one table of the bootleg VHSs yep. there. <laughs> it was weird. I remember. Uh, uh, a comic uh, store in Austin that it became known in the local anime community that they were selling bootlegs, and we we were frowning on it, and we would <laughs> we, were, we were you know not going to shop at that store because they were selling bootlegs. Meanwhile, we're bootlegging off each other constantly, left and right. 
Yep. It was just that somebody was making money. How could they? <laughs> oh, somebody had two VCRs and put them to work. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh, we'd go to cons and everyone would bring their VCR and. and yep. <laughs> the show that was going to show, we all plugged in and it would just go. We get ten copies. <laughs> there you go. Ah. Oh. So that, that was everything. Every time I did a LAN party as a, as a kid, we'd all get our computers hooked up, and we all had a little like share folder that would pop up on the networks, and everyone would just basically just like grab each other's share folder and move it over. So like, uh, I forget how much I forget that you're younger. To, yeah, so. <laughs> last forty five minutes to an hour and a half of any LAN party was literally everyone trying not to touch the LAN cords, so everyone could like steal each other's shit. Yeah, I just, I just I forget that you're younger because when you said you're a kid and you do a LAN party. When yeah. I was a kid, I had an Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Okay, there was no well, copying that. No, I grew <laughs> up with an Atari. Um, I'm, this is this is more like like high school, college time. Um, like my brother had an Atari. Yeah. He, he's eight years older than I am, though, because we played with the Atari, the Nintendo. Um, we never had a Super Nintendo. <laughs> I had like a Sega later that came because I really wanted one game that we would rent from Blockbuster over okay. and over. Yeah, my my first video game was. Tank, and it wasn't from the Atari. It was simply a console with had two, two sides of controllers where you each controlled a tank. That Combat. was it. Yeah, that was fun. Combat. No, that was the Atari version of it, compact yeah. <laughs> with the cartridges. This was tank. <laughs> it, was like a, it was combat from the. It looked like the Atari one, but it was before Atari. Oh, <laughs> it was early game to play. Like Atari. It no, was it was before, before Atari. That was, that was original. I believe he's yeah. talking about the original before AG cartridges existed. Yeah, Before it was game cartridges existed at all. You had right. to there was no cartridge. It was the console itself was the game. Yep. <laughs> yeah, my, my my father-in-law used to tell me is like the way you used to do programming is you'd you'd get your magazine and you would have a program and it was the page and you had to sit there and type it in every time you wanted to run it. Mm -hmm. Like, yep, because there's no way for you to save beyond like 64 kilobytes. <laughs> yeah. Craziness. That that then I would I want to see more of that type of stuff in steam in steampunk. I want more kind of that I don't know overly over the top technocrat but steampunk. I think there's still something missing Cyberpunk? in steampunk. We need more punch cards. Yeah, I want I want more like stupid technology messing around in steampunk. <laughs> I want I want screens, but I want like the flap thing. Like, have you ever watched? Oh, what is it? This amazing screw on head when he's talking to the president yes. through his communicator. And it's literally just a picture of him. And it's got like this triangle thing for the mouth that flips back and forth <laughs> when he's talking. And every time he blinks every now and then, I mean, it's just overly complicated comp communication device for facial. And I loved it. I think it was the funniest thing in that whole, like, well, for the first two seconds of that show. And then the next 30 minutes is a blast, but it was just the amount of stuff that gets thrown at you for it. It feels like, I don't know. I want modern representations of technology put back into steampunk and, and back in time. I think that would be a fantastic thing to see. Like the app for Facebook, but make it be overly exaggerated and it has to, you have to do all this other stupid stuff. Like literally like a bird, like you held out your arm like this with a certain sleeve on and a condor lands down and you have to like write your note and like stick it in the bird and the bird has to like notarize it or something and take Which off. Which part of the bird do you stick it in? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll put it we'll, we'll, without we'll, the beak. For the PC side, we'll just put a little bucket right here or something. But I mean, I want, I want something that's like 
it's it's obviously Facebook, but it has to every time you make a post, it has to like come get it and then like take it to a centralized thing, and then they all like spread it to everyone that's on your friends list or something. So there's this like over amount of resource and like uh like just like you know like machination that has to go on to like do what we do now with just a click of a button. I would love for to receive messages that way. Like I hear a rap on my my window, and then I let a bird of prey into the house. And then it's like, oh, like who, like oh, who is this? Where does this come from? Oh, my brother wants to meet up this weekend. Okay, <laughs> you know, crows and ravens can actually be taught to send it away. <laughs> okay, well, see you this weekend. The raven could come through your window, give you a short message. You've got a tweet. <laughs> you, you also have to pay the crow or pay 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 the raven. Like you have to like feed the thing so it'll like take your stuff for you. And like it'll like drop you change or something. It's like you know, like two penny, like, it's like two pence in a spring. <laughs> I like that. I like yeah. that. Let's get this going. Let's let's do this. It's it's almost. I've I've actually subscribed to a bunch of Goblin Core now on Facebook, <laughs> on Facebook, and a lot of what we're talking about would fit right in. That's what I thought two weeks ago. I was like, this is the uh, Cottage Core. Rock Goblin Core is sort of base level, and you put Steampunk on top of it. It fits. It's yeah. just a, it's fan. It's fantasy with the layer of industrial revolution without the pollution yet. Perfect. Yep. So just gonna put a filter on the top of all those smokestacks. We'll keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We want to talk about homework. Sure. Sure. You guys, I'll, I'll go. All right, all right, all right. Okay, I'll do mine first. Guys, you are not ready for the bizarre craziness that I just that I found and read. You thought the that um the America the the, the cartoon last time that you did, the America oh, yeah, the movie yeah, yeah. was crazy. Well, this is kind of in that vein. It's called Time Lincoln. Oh. <laughs> It's a no, he does not fight vampires, but he is fighting um, Void Stalin. He is fighting Mecha Hitler, Apocalypse Mao. And <laughs> I love that. His, his allies are Isaac Newton, Albert Einstein, Ben Franklin, and George Washington Carver, which is a, a, an inventor. <laughs> when I first, the first couple of, the first chapter of this was a little confusing with his first fight with, um, with Void Stalin. Void <laughs> Stalin. There's some kind of like power that he they, that he has to travel through time, back and forth through time, and he's there to assass He's there to help finish the assassination of Lincoln. And so, but just before Lincoln is assassinated, he's pulled into the void of time, and he becomes Time Lincoln. The tagline in his final hour: He lived a lifetime. That's the tagline of this book. However, he lived a lifetime. At it, least he lived. <laughs> so yeah, he's, he's. I mean, it's basically him going traveling through time, fighting time Nazis and and Stalin and. So his, his war cry is scored seven years ago. As, as, as he's charging anybody, at what you just said, like he's attacking yeah. Hitler or Mao or you know the Koreans or whatever, whatever he's yeah, having yeah, to run into at the time. Yeah, so, he's got a he's got like a special 
power punch that he does over his shoulder like that. And, you know, it's like a, a backhanded punch that's his specialty. You know, it's like, it's just it's insane. I'm ready it's to insane. emancipate you from existence. Oh, <laughs> he's got Emilia Earhart playing the all the time. Line. There's, um, in the Thrilling Adventure Hour podcast, that they had um, Amelia Earhart flying through time, punching Nazis. Well, she's in here, flying through time, punching Nazis. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean. So, yeah. I, I'm, I'm seeing, uh, I did a quick search. I see this is produced by Antarctic Press. Yes. Antonio, and they have a long history of stealing other people's ideas. <laughs> yes, yes they do. Uh, <laughs> The fourth do issue is, is drawn. Uh, the 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 title is drawn like uh, like uh, GI Joe. It's Time Lincoln versus Cuba Commander. Yeah, nice. exactly. Yeah, I'm, this may Does not have been the first cigar? episode, but it was fun. <laughs> I mean, That's it, awesome. it, like I said, the very first yeah. the first chapter of it was a little confusing, but then after a while, I got into it. Yeah, okay, it, it's. It's pretty fun. <laughs> I found it in Half Price Books. You can find it online. I put it on my list of uh, the one, over 100 comic books, steampunk comic books, diesel punk books on the Patreon um, with a link to where I found it. Um, and I'll take press. From Antarctic Press, they're the same people who published the uh, uh, Steampunk Glamour Gazette. Yes. For the four episode issues. So mm -hmm. you can order them all and just pay shipping once. Which is I think they also do Steam Wars and um, Starship Enterprise or Steam Steampunk Steam, Enterprise. That's such a good series, Steam Wars. I have that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have the yeah. It's pretty good because okay. what I like about it, it's not saying that this is Captain Kirk in the Steam Universe. It's just a separate starship named Enterprise with a different crew, and it's that Steampunk, you know. And it's I like it. It's really good. Nice. I mean, Unlike I the into that then. <laughs> But yeah, I, I was just at the Half Price Bookstore and I found Time Lincoln. And I looked like, at it, it's like, well, you know, maybe. But then in the back, it even says action, adventure, steampunk. So right there. It's <laughs> like, well, then it counts. I got I to gotta show this to my friends. Right. Well, I, I got to at least review it and see if it's any good. And it's, it's, I mean, it's not the best writing in the world, but it's fun. It's just, it's just weirdness. You know, it's, it's yeah, hilarious. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I do miss the idea of like the 20 cent little like short story book you would you could get all right i've never been in a time period but that was a thing for me but my grandfather <laughs> used to talk about it all the time where it's like you could go and you could get like your you know your burger or your go you get your drink and then they would have this rack of like cheap novel things and you and he'd be worked in the oil field to them and sometimes he gets stuck in his truck for eight hours a day doing nothing but waiting for the thing to either break or tell people to do something different and so he read a lot and he had a whole bunch of those little you know stacks of those books when he died in his house and i probably have them running around in one of our uh, at my brother's house probably i'll see if he has them just to see what they were all about but he i remember him talking about them a lot and i like the idea of that because we have these things now but it's really actually kind of hard to find stuff like that and then you get down these like rabbit holes of reddit and facebook and you then you're like oh well there goes my three and a half hours I, did i actually do anything important no did i learn anything no, nothing i can remember now yeah. and uh yeah so that, that's my rant i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> was that your homework 
Nicole, I'll just show us your homework. All right. Scrolling. My homework. Oh, you, you want to go first? No, 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 please. No, okay. <laughs> so I don't know if we ever talked about this, but I ran across it and I have yet to watch it, which I know sounds really stupid. But the Frankenstein Chronicles, do we know of this on Netflix? I heard of them. I think they're on my to watch list, but I haven't gotten around to them. With Sean Bean, right? Yeah. Yes. Sean yes. Bean's in it, and he's a main character. And I don't know if he dies or not at the end. That's actually <laughs> now what I care about the most. I'm not going to say then. Okay, thank you. You no. know that I'm I, not going to say. I'm, I'm all I'm... about finding this out now. That's the whole reason I want to watch this outside of the fact it's now steampunk Sean Bean. It's it's a fascinating, it's a fascinating murder mystery. Okay. So, so and I, like like I said, like it's it's hard to talk about without giving away major details. But I I know what you're talking about, and it is a good show. It's very good. Well, let me read a little bit here what I found on Wikipedia. It, this doesn't actually break the, the plot any. It's just kind of the overarching like storyline. So it says it's a British television period time crime drama. Uh, first aired on, on... Okay, yeah, we don't know. Care. 2015 is when it was aired. Uh, basically a re-imaging or reimagining of uh, Mary Shelley's 1818 novel. And Sean Bean acts as... Oh, he's the producer. I don't care. Uh, let's see. Where's the story? I read this earlier, I swear. So, essentially, Sean Bean is the police officer in London who finds this body that's been stitched together. Or it's, it's, it's stitched together by kids, and it's all different chunks. And now he's trying to figure out where this came from. And first off, that sounds creepy as hell. I'm, I'm, I'm in. Now it's John Bean having to do his like eyebrow thing and like his <laughs> overlook, look over his shoulder at the camera thing and his big nose in the shadow thing. So I'm looking forward to Sean Bean not dying for at least a couple episodes and getting to actually enjoy him. And which is kind of funny because I watched a movie that it, it I don't know if it's just falling off of Netflix or it's falling off like tomorrow. And if any of y'all have not seen this, find it somewhere else to watch. It's it's sci-fi, but it's got a heavy steampunk kind of like dune etheric feel to everything. The ships and the technology feel very steampunk in its own right, but it's obviously like technology that's been, it's almost as far beyond our comprehension that it's almost magic. And it's called Jupiter Ascending. I don't know if any of you all have seen that movie. Oh, uh, yes. I, I, I hated it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I liked it. I want to see. I would. I wish that the plot was drawn out more. Um, the characters did not have enough time thing, right? to really like get. They had very little time on screen due to all of the action they put in. It was made by the people who made the Matrix, the the Wachowski, the Wachowski. siblings. Yeah, the, and, the girl, the girl from the '70s show, right? What's her name? Mila Kunis. Yeah, Mila, Mila Kunis. Yeah, yeah, and she is the main Wait, character. Jupiter Jones. She did a really good job being thrown into a weird position and dealing with it. And I enjoyed the whole, there's a scene about bureaucracy that they go on and intergalactic yes, that was, that was, yeah. And I love the fact that everything was still made of like hardwood. It's obviously it was built once to last and they never wanted to fund this area of the world again. And they're done. And it's now just this crammed as many people as you can into this DMV of hell that is now, uh, corporate headquarters of this massive government conglomerate of space 
on a space station. I loved it. I thought that was great from the perspective of world building. The spaceships were all unique. The technology was great. Obviously, it had a lot of teeny bopper. We need to have a love story built into it, but it wasn't. It didn't bug me. It um, it just didn't. I feel like every movie has that in it, and it needs a relationship. And I'm just like, fine, we'll deal with it. Um, I don't know. I loved it from the space. I'm looking at the spaceships going. They just could. They'd be so easy to turn into airships and have them be jumping between planet to planet. Look at it. I loved it. It was great. Flavio obviously has his different opinion. I would love to hear it. Tell me what's wrong with it. Just the okay. The whole premise was. I mean, well, it turns out there's these people that are harvesting planets or harvesting the people on planets because of something they, they suck out of their spine in order to make them immortal or make them live longer. And so they were going to come and just destroy Earth, take everybody and process them for that, which I think is just the stupidest thing ever because you're just taking getting rid of your source. You know, just at least take half the people, process, and let us repopulate, take half again, repopulate. That would have been a smart thing to do. But no, they're stupid. They're going to take everybody. <laughs> That's just bottom line and the fact of how long it takes, you know, 200,000 years to populate a planet to its brim. I mean, you got to think the long term game and the fact that they will seed it with new genetics. It, no, no, it, it was dumb. It, but <laughs> I will admit that to me and you, we would take the more greener approach and only, you know, we would basically just steal people in the middle of the night till the unending bit of time to get what we need. <laughs> Not it's just okay, and then you know, the, the love story. Start over. I thought the love story was, you know, it was dumb as well. She, you know, she turns out okay. She turns out she's she's some some big muckety muck, whatever. She has she she's got she went through all the, the bureaucratic process to get her to claim her power or whatever. And in the end, she goes back to scrubbing toilets. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like no. I love I love Omar. He's just over here like I'm just gonna stay quiet. And no, you're not staying quiet. <laughs> well, well, here's, well, here's the thing: is because like I, I've always held the personal philosophy, and and you remember this from college, is mm -hmm. like, I'm not gonna knock you for liking what you like. So I mean, it, it's it's not like, um, I may have a differing opinion, but I'm definitely not. It's like, and that being said, like I'm not. I'm also not knocking people for having opinions. Like, if there's nothing wrong with like, Blavio like mentioning like what he feels like is wrong with it. Me and him are on the same page. I didn't like it either for a number of reasons. Uh, maybe, type thing. But like, maybe it's because I play a lot of Stellaris, which deals with galactic absurdity like that as a governmental thing. Like you start your own little government, you take over planets. It's like playing Civilization Online on in, in the internet. And like StarCraft space. too, right? Because you play StarCraft a lot, right? Yeah, but I mean, this is more like Civilization games in space. You colonize a planet, you take mm -hmm. it over, you build up the governments and all that stuff. You have a space navy and whatever. And depending on how you actually developed your nation, you can end up with absurdities like you ended up like in, in the movie. And so I'm just watching this going, no, this this is a, this is totally some space group I've come up with by accident just because of decisions I've made as a like, Yeah, we're going to be a galactic corporation. Sure. All right. Yeah, we're going to do this because I like long living people. Oh, that's going to cut down on your population. Sure. All right. Did I think about it? How? Why? No, I didn't. I just figured scientists figured out a nice way to do it. Apparently they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I get to profit and benefit off of it. Sure. Okay. I got a war to run. Go. 
But um, no, that's, anyway, that's we, I know we've yeah. gone off the rails. Uh, yeah, I don't I'll, remember. I don't remember any. I mean, the spaceships didn't. I don't. I had to, okay, by the time I was in, I was not into steampunk at the time that movie came out. So I did not real. I did not get any kind of connection to steampunk because I wasn't thinking about it at the time. Let me tie the steampunk bit in. All right. So you had a basically a, a space marine that was hybridized with dog genes, essentially wolf. And I wish they gave him a little more werewolfy look because of it, but they didn't. But his boots were cool. Uh, <laughs> It was like reboot. They, yeah, they were great. Um, basically, kind of like you could take anti grab boots slash rollerblades in space. Um, <laughs> obviously, overdone a little bit, but I liked the I, I liked the concept. Apparently, he was a de-winged space marine. They he actually had the ability to actually have like wings. So I think they were supposed to like drop from orbit or something like that. So I liked the equivalent of some of the technology that was almost beyond. It, it was. He was a completely spliced individual from different things. To a degree, he was his own Frankenstein individual spe specialized for this role. Oh, Frankenstein. I see where you're going there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> see? But I can see that being something in steampunk as well, where you would have kind of a Mad Hatter character or a mad scientist who's come up with his own type of goblins that he's, like, attached stuff to and is now using him for a specialized role. I just like the world. The storyline, I will admit, being weak. I, I overlooked a lot of that just because it was fun and I was on a little bit of this and was enjoying my time because it was a lot better than being at work. And <laughs> But the world itself got me. And I'm like, I want to see other places. If there's one galactic gover uh, government that has a corporation running around doing ridiculous stupidity for the sake of profit, what else is going on that is absurd and unreal as well and yeah. that's the things that i like about steam chat and uh, steampunk and not steam chest <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. is that there's if, if if i may if i may if i may interrupt for just a little bit go for it what you're describing is a guilty pleasure and you're okay. allowed to have them well, thank Cause you. Because I, I feel like you're really like on your back foot. It's like <laughs> I like this. I know, I know a lot of people don't like it, but just like it's a guilty pleasure. Uh, what was it? Like just uh, what's what's one of what's one of mine to make you feel like not as bad? Um, Omar's like the bad movie therapist. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's okay, man. You I'm like okay with that. <laughs> you can like what you like. You're That's next. okay. <laughs> Like pretty much, I love kaiju movies. They're just cheesy, schlocky, like monster mm -hmm. mashups. I love them. I love them. Yeah. So, yeah. Independence Day is another one of my guilty pleasures. There you it's go. It's American. <laughs> and it was super Pretty dumb. But man, it was good. Yeah. It was yeah. Dumb. <laughs> I like Three Amigos. That's one. Yeah, that was also fun. <laughs> Makes me laugh every freaking time. <laughs> I have not seen that. I am the oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Everybody in the Rita, town Rita has a question done. for you. Oh, sorry. Actually, okay, hold on. Rita has a question from Lawrence. What's what's your question, Rita? Give us the question now. Ask me a question, Bridge Keeper. I am not afraid. <laughs> what is your favorite what color? Is your quest? Jack, I got to say, your review of Jupiter Ascending is the most glowing review I <laughs> ever saw when that movie came out. Thank you. And 
<laughs> you're their number one fan <laughs> of all their fan they have. <laughs> there you go. Oh. I, so are the board from Star Trek Steampunk? I don't think so. Can you Why put not? Cyberpunk, definitely. Yes. Yeah, cyberpunk. I was. I would think yes, because they're more. They're more sci-fi, computer-oriented. Um, now, they're not if, run by Steam. So the way to make them steampunk. Here is. Here, I've actually thought about this. So everyone remembers watching the Sherlock Holmes with Iron Man in it, right? Sherlock mm -hmm. Holmes. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, but it's, it's a specific. Oh, Sherlock the, the actor Man, because there's a lot okay. of there's a lot of them now. Oh, okay, okay, not not Khan, but Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think it was the second one where the bomb was supposed to be uh, detonated by remote. So, like the whole movie's revolving around literally a cathode ray tube and, an, and a radio signal. That's the um, the first film, but yes, that film, first film. Okay, so. That would be easy to communicate with your automatons that are half dead people wandering around by steam packs or whatever. And now you just need to have it either be a, I don't know how you're going to make the whole like communal brain thing going on. But if you wanted to have like an elder God or something kind of that already has the ability to spread itself into multiple chunks and think as one entity, you would just have to put them in little tanks on all the board drones and there you go. And you have the ability for them to etherically access the brain and all the memories of every individual drone. I've had a little bit of think, thought about this. I've, I've thought so about the board are kind of like, like Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, mm -hmm. kind of in a very loose sort of way. I, I have a hard time calling them steampunk or cyberpunk because they're not, they're not entrenched in in a, a sort of post-capitalist culture like cyberpunk would be. They're not like, there's no rebellion against a big corporate structure, which I think of as being kind of core to cyberpunk. Yeah. Um, steampunk is similarly, there, there's a, a punk aspect where you're, you're rebelling against the, the cultural norms Borg don't have cultural norms. They're just, they're just they're the sci-fi equivalent of zombies. Zombies, actually, yeah. yeah. organized zombies. Corporate I would zombies. Compare them to like a corporate cancer. buildings, like because a they assimilate, they acquire, and then they grow larger. Very similar to like a metastasized tumor. So. Yes. Akira. <laughs> yep. There you go. Hey, Jack, you're not alone. Mick right Mick liked. Jupiter See, ascending. Mick is with me. <laughs> Mick's you know, always with me. I just watched Mila Kunis for an hour and a half. Yeah, that's the reason why I went to go see the movie originally. <laughs> See her outside of something where she's yelling at her boyfriend? Yeah. <laughs> just imagine her with the, vo with the volume off. <laughs> I mean, she didn't talk a whole lot, actually. She was cleaning toilets. That was a quote from one of the actual 70s show, show episodes. Where, like, you know... <laughs> Just, like, just imagine her with the volume off. Oh. Like oh my gosh, she is the hot. Dad, the dad from that from the that seventies show. I think yeah. of him literally Red, yeah. being the retired guy from RoboCop. He yeah. is the scientist from RoboCop when he got pissed off with corporate and everybody and decided to turn the robot bad and then go and shoot everybody. It's like 
if he survived, he became Rhett Foreman and then went like, <laughs> home. And it's just like, you know what? Life at home still sucks. Maybe I should shoot them all. And just never goes through with it because he loves everybody inherently. But <laughs> okay. there's, that, there's the warning there. And it just makes the whole thing better. Like he could just do it at any moment in time. But no, he won't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was your upset. Do we go off topic? Because your 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 um your homework was Frankenstein on net or the Frankenstein Chronicles on Netflix, right? Well, yeah. yeah not, I was actually going to also talk about Bruce Campbell on Briscoe County Junior. Because if y'all haven't seen that, y'all need to. Of course, yeah, I've seen that. I saw that live when it first came out. <laughs> well, that, that's a good show. Actually, I did. I was uh, really short. I think it started as a good show. <laughs> True. I think it's, it's about like, on the same footing as any Bruce Campbell vehicle. I'll put it to you that way. I like Bruce Campbell. He needs to be in more stuff. Yeah, I'm not, yeah so do I. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, is it my so turn? I, I was going to play. I was going to watch the Frankenstein Chronicles. I'm, that's on my list. We should just watch it and then we'll discuss it in more length later okay. down the line in the future. <laughs> so, um, Bax, you okay. homework? I, I got homework. I got it. I had it last week. Didn't I? <gasps> I don't know. Um, okay. So, uh, We've been in a pandemic, so you probably haven't had a chance to go to uh, Fiesta Texas. No, the, we have uh, not. Six Flags Fiesta Texas up in North San Antonio. Well, they have a new ride. Oh, let me show you. Let's oh. see. You gonna show us like you on the ride? No, not me. Darn. No, just uh, I was hoping you had like video footage of you holding your phone in front of you as you nearly lose your phone while screaming <laughs> the entire ride. Oh, there we go. Okay. <gasps> I'm just going to start running that while I read uh, the Daredevil Dive Flying Machine. Ooh, a world's tallest ride of its kind. Experience the thrills and sensation of weightlessness through aerial banks, loops, and dives, all while seated in a retro four-seater steampunk flying machine. Sharply turning right, side, upside down, riders break from formation and maneuver into aerial acrobatic dogfights during the barnstorming journey as they soar nearly five stories above Crack Axle Canyon. Wait, what? <laughs> Say that again? <laughs> the whole thing? Oh, oh, the Crack Axle oh, Canyon? canyon. <laughs> I think Crack Axle Canyon is, okay. is part we didn't of hear, We didn't hear Crack Axle. We heard something yeah. else. Crack asshole, what? <laughs> no, no crack asshole. Where is your head, Jack? Come on now. <laughs> oh, it's it's thoroughly in that can. <laughs> there you go. Whoa, that looks I like a blast. <laughs> the tallest ride of its kind. I don't know what that means. It's certainly okay, not for, the those, for those of you for those of you listening later on and not watching us live. We are we are watching a carnival ride, not a carnival ride, a amusement park ride. That's apparently in San Antonio at Six Flags over Texas, Fiesta, Texas. And there is, it's like little airplane looking things and they are spinning and flipping. And so it's wow. like you took the hammer, those things that you get in on the bottom and it like swings you up on a big arm. But mm -hmm. then you stuck it on a carousel with a whole bunch of others and a big circle. Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah, they're flipping around up, upside down while moving forward. Yeah, that, that is insane. It does look very steampunk. I will give it that. that they've got uh, fake, uh, uh, what do I talk, steam uh, stacks. Oh, fire. Whoa. Yep. Lots of fire. Um, smokestacks, fire coming out. 
lights at, sky, at, at the night, um, all sorts of cool things. Oof. I want to go now. Luckily, it's not too far away. But wait, there's more. Oh, there's more. <laughs> An article that came out as of July 1st, so just beginning of this month. Six Flags Fiesta Texas is responding to a viral TikTok video showing guests stuck on one of the park's newest rides. Uh-oh. Daredevil Dive Flying Machine is shown locked in a video that's garnered more than 3 million views on the platform. The steampunk-themed ride sends riders through loops and dives 48 feet in the air. Some guests were left in an upside-down position when the ride stopped. Oh, no. The attempt to reach the TikTok user who posted the video was unsuccessful. A follow-up post, she explains that she was in line for another ride when she saw the ride stop. The San Antonio Fire Department says rescue teams were not called out to the park. Six Flags Fiesta Texas spokesman Jeff Filico says the ordeal lasted about as long as the TikTok. So about a minute. Okay, so there was a there was a flaw. They fixed it. So if you think this ride was thrilling before, now you can be thrilled at the thought of being hung upside down for up to a minute. Yeah, now, now we're look, now we're looking at a night shot of it in action. That looked even better. It was like the sun was yeah, coming down, and like the fire was shooting up. Um, yeah, that looked fun. I I I would like to go. I, mean, I have I haven't been, I have not been to Six Flags in forever. I really like the uh, walking through where the line is going to be. It gives you stuff uh-huh. to look at. Yeah, and blinky Ooh. lights and uh, uh, everything a steampunk person stuff. normally likes. Yeah. So that, <laughs> I thought that looked like a lot of fun. That that did look fun. Where did, where did it go? It disappeared. Oh, he hit the wrong button. Max hit the wrong button. He's off the screen. <laughs> He'll jump back on. Here he is. I see him. There he is. <laughs> I think I pushed the wrong button. <laughs> I haven't been to Six Flags in years and years. Um, so there. There's a thing. Does that mean we need to make a pilgrimage? Again. <laughs> Maybe when it's not so freaking hot. Yeah, well, yeah. that goes well, without morning, I left a cup of coffee in my car, and in the afternoon when I came back from work, the, the coffee was hot again. <laughs> I mean, still hot. Convenient. Hotter than when I left. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's, that's nice. No, that's wrong. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Omar, did you say you had something for us, or was did you already talk about it earlier? Uh, admittedly, there that Sherlock Hound to look it up. That was it. Uh, that is one, but there is, and I know that some people probably are thinking, like, wait a second. He mentioned steampunk and anime, but he's talking about that one. There is one. It is way more on the nose. Um, so going from one legend to another, um, Sherlock Hound being spearheaded by uh, Hayao Miyazaki, I would also refer to... And it, it's it's almost too on the nose. And it's a film called Steam Boy. Yeah. Yes. Steam Boy by Katsuhiro Otomo. Uh, which, admittedly, the production is top quality. It is, uh, like, Katsuhiro is mostly known for Akira, both the, the anime and the adaptation of, like, the manga, of course. But Steam Boy was... A pet project that he had had for well over a decade and finally it was achieved in the early 2000s uh, and essentially it's it is exactly what it sounds like um james steam the young 
The young man is named James Steam, and he is he's an eccentric. No one understands him. He just wants to invent things, but people don't don't understand him. They just want him to live in how green is my valley land, which for those of you who get that, that means like just it's all smokestacks and coal soot. That, that's that's where he lives. Greenland. And he just wants to invent, but no one wants him to because all of his inventions just destroy things. But anyways, his dad and his grandfather collaborate on a new pressure engine that they call the steam ball. And for good or ill, it is incredibly powerful. And that's the movie. And I will just let whoever is curious enough to look up Steam Boy uh, just investigate it for themselves and see if and see if they like it. It is the most steampunk steampunk anime I have seen probably ever. Yeah, I, I agree. I, agree. Yeah. We, I think we've all seen it. We actually, at one point, there was a group in... Um, uh, Colleen? Colleen, that, that did a... They actually had a showing of it at a theater. Sure. And we went and joined them. And it was pretty fun, you know. I feel like Steam Boy is, is sort of a rite of passage for, yes. for anybody in the uh, steampunk it's, shtick. It is. And it's amazing. It's, I find it really interesting. A lot of new people who are getting into steampunk... Or people who have, I don't know, there's like this weird gap. It's like everyone was getting into steampunk in the early 2000s, saw it because it was very important at the time. It was like one of the only little pieces we could hold on to and like really own outside of like Wild Wild West. And, I, but there's this kind of weird thing. Once it got popular, a bunch of people who haven't seen that movie have been told about it, but they've never actually taken the time to sit down and watch it. And I think and they should. Everybody. They should because it's, it's, one idea is that movie's full of them and uh, it, it gives you the vastness and, I, and reality of what could be. I mean, I would like to see if that kind of technology could exist. I think we're going to need something stronger than fire to make steam that hot. But Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why a lot of steampunk could involve some kind of like magic rock or something <laughs> to power things up. Well, I mean, yeah. nuclear energy is not hard to do. And it works. It's just, you know, it it's, creates steam. It, it's it's it it's at the point in time, it yeah. Well, it's just well, the waste management. That's really yeah. the only yeah. thing that makes it exactly. Non so, yeah. well, you know, what's 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 the theory magic of steampunk? That's the magic, whatever it, you know, the whatever device that makes it work. There's always yeah, it's always alternative energy device. source. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's. It's the easy one because it's the one that wouldn't be yeah the the unattainable petrol. It's the next step is nuclear power, and if they could have harnessed that before we decided to go fully over to you know fully over to oil, we may have just skipped oil almost you know as an energy source completely, and uh, probably been a lot worse wear in a lot of ways. I'm sure, but uh, <laughs> who knows? Just as I was watching a bunch uh, video about like nuclear issues on submarines just like yeah i don't think we i really don't think we should have <laughs> i'm glad that didn't, didn't have the idea of let's put those in airships and fly them around places <laughs> yeah that would have been bad um well wow we're we're over an hour already my high time flies <laughs> so, yep, yep. Well, i think we should probably start wrapping things up uh, unless right. we have something else we need to talk about i mean we, we've all done our homework Omar, it has been great talking to you tonight. Uh, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Really got something, a, a movie that we hadn't heard of before. I'm really excited to uh, to
to check that out. Thanks to you. I I hope we can uh, we can have you as a guest again in the future. Yeah, sure. This is fun. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'd love to do it. Awesome. I'm glad to have got everybody invited to see each other this evening because it's this is something I always like sitting around every time I'm talking to Omar. I'm like, man, just need to get a, you in front of a camera. This would be great because you have such great ideas. So, thank you for joining us this thank evening. You. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank and thank you, Jack, for for having Omar or calling on Omar to come join us today. I'm sorry, you guys talked over each other there. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Okay, well, I guess we're going to wrap it up. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, wait, I got a private chat. Who's having a private chat? I sent the private chat. If you want to pop that up on the screen here real quick, we'll, uh, that goes to his YouTube channel. Oh, oh, okay, let me see if I can. It doesn't I'll seem to want to go. Okay, don't worry about it. I'll post it in the, the chat <laughs> of the thing. This is his actual like, yeah, YouTube doesn't, channel. I'm, I'm going to put this out there just like right there, there, I can show it. There it is. It is. <laughs> it's weird. It's very, it's very humble. It's very austere. It's it's pretty bare bones right now. But I just go for like a casual sort of like conversational sort of tone. So just heads up. Yes, because you know, because because we're real, we're very uh, you know <laughs> professional here. Uh, <laughs> not casual at all. <laughs> we do it my way or no? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> or you can just if you you know go to YouTube and look up Movie Ninja. With uh, N one N J A, uh, O is also a zero, as I have found out. Oh, why? Yeah. Oh, that. that <laughs> because that if you type be in Movie thing. Ninja, it pops up a lot of things. But that's the direct <laughs> link. If you need another link to it, you can't get to it. Message me; I can send you a link. Um, I'm also going to be linking him on a couple of my other YouTube channels. He'll be attached to Steam Chester shortly and Mission Reloaded Gaming. So, if you can't find him, I can get you to find him. So right. Thank you. Thank you much. You're I wasn't welcome. expecting. It. Appreciate it. Yeah. So now we're yeah. Now we do our plugs. Yeah. We have Steam Chest here, which is a monthly subscription service for steampunk stuff. There's going to be teas and all kinds of little gadgets and gadgets and stuff that he, you get once a month. Uh, at least it's still once a month for you guys, or or it, we're yeah. It's 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 once a month. It's like anywhere like five to six weeks at the moment because stuff is shipping okay. weird. Um, I have really cool knives for the next box. So oh yeah, they're they're like they're made of. It's not the words plastic, but it's not right. Uh, it's, uh, they put stuff in them. So they put stuff got, in them. Flowers <laughs> and bits and stuff. It's it's very. It's a resin. Yeah, resin. Yeah. That's the word. Oh, it's, it's, really it's actually goblin core in its own way. I like it. So uh, yeah, expect these out in the next box. You, very you can, cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to you, Dax, telling me about them. So. <laughs> what? Okay. Um, I am I'm gonna, once again going to plug. Um, oh, we do have a we do now have a Patreon. Um, so if, if you wish to support us with a with a thank you very much um, for you know, to help support us with our upkeep and such, it's, we only have one tier right now. It's just three dollars a month. Basically, thank you buy us a beer kind of situation. In the future, I am currently working on a fully audio full audio cast sound of you know everything drama, steampunk drama. Um, podcast. I currently have the first scene of the first episode completely done, <laughs> you know, completely edited and sound engineered and everything that's done. Um, when I have more, I will be putting them on the Patreon for, I don't know, a diff slightly different tier and you will get 
uh, advanced sneak previews of this upcoming steampunk podcast. <laughs> um, so you know, look forward to that. That's that's going to be you know, it's going to be a little while because it's, it's kind of slow going to to edit all this stuff and get it going and fully fully edited with sound effects and all that kind of stuff. That's what I'm doing. I'm the producer. I have my I have my friends that are acting in it. I have a, a local art a local writer in, in Austin who's writing it for for us. Um, it's really good. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's that. There our our Patreon. And what else we have? Yeah, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, uh, find us on Facebook, Texas Steampunk Connection. Simple, you know. For longer form, if you have anything longer you want to send us, uh, we have a an email, Texas Steampunk Connection at gmail.com. Simple enough. Uh, any complaints, uh, criticisms, uh, find, us, find us on Twitter somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> Tell me. I'll talk to you about it. <laughs> you can find him on Facebook as well. Yes. Um, do you have – the Steam Chest has its own Facebook as well? Um, yes, it has its own Facebook, and I might as well, like, drop this. Let's see here. <laughs> While we're plugging things. With Thank you, down. by the way. You're welcome. Yes. Steam.com will get you to our website. And there's uh, our Patreon. There's our Patreon. There's the chest of steam. Yep. Go check it. Go buy things. Lots of things. <laughs> I send you cool <laughs> stuff from all, monthly. all parts of the world. Yeah, monthly. And we're about six weeks. Yeah, and, and in the future, I believe when, when I have full episodes of the podcast, we'll probably sneak it into your chest, steam chest. Works so for me. He's there got, as well. I got some awesome USB plugs just for it. So perfect. Yep. So that's the plan. Uh, so once again, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, I guess that's it. Anything else? Thanks, Jam, Jack. I'm good. All right. Then uh, until next time, mind your gauges. Logging out anytime.